The other week, I was invited to talk to a group of students from Strasbourg Business School by an organisation called Light on the Path. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go to Strasbourg, but I did get to go to Frederick Street in Edinburgh um, and have a chat with um, a group of 15 students from Strasbourg Business School. Um, so I was asked to talk about how I market my business, which I thought could be confusing because I obviously work in marketing and um, market lots of other businesses. So it's quite unusual and um, fun to talk about how I market my own business. I've cut out little bits that I thought um, weren't great for the podcast, um, but here is the core of my um, talk all about how I market 9to5Social. Enjoy. My name is Jack. Um, I'm from Edinburgh um, and I own a social media agency. Um, so when I was at university, I thought it was very like theoretical. Um, I don't know. You all study business, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I found um, I studied business as well, and I thought it was a lot of theory, a lot of like marketing theory, um, operations management stuff like that, and that it really bugged me and it annoyed me because it meant that I didn't get to actually go and do business. Um, so I wanted to set up a business that essentially would allow students like yourselves um, and like me at the time to work on real client projects. Um, so I set up a social media agency because everyone thinks young people know loads about social media. Um, and we uh, basically create content, so we do videos, photography, um, and then Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Um, we manage pages for different companies and small businesses around Scotland. Um, so when we started, we started working with kind of like shops that are just very small, like one person, two person shops and um, that you see on the little streets around Edinburgh. And now we're working with some of Scotland's biggest food and drink brands and um, some like nationwide drink, like gin brands, whiskey um, and some like soft drinks and stuff that you can buy in a lot of shops in Edinburgh. So it's been quite a good like journey from like that to this and the, the joy for me is that um, students that are in first, second, third year in university in Edinburgh um, are basically getting their first paid opportunity um, to go and work with a client. Um, so they come in, they get the video and everything and they edit it and it gets used on a real client project instead of just making it for their course or something like that. And for me that's what I wanted to basically build and uh, luckily I've been able to kind of grow that and provide some cool opportunities for a couple of um, students around Scotland. So um, that's what we do. <laughs> and uh, today I wanted to obviously, I think I'm meant to come and talk to you guys about how I market my business. Um, you're all business students and does anyone want to like, run their own business when they leave uni? Sorry? Does anyone want to set up their own business? Uh, yeah. yeah? Um, so when I was at uni, my favourite like things that happened were like guest lectures where people would come and explain how their business works. So um, I'll try and make it a wee bit interesting and um, explain what I do day to day to make sure that we find new clients, basically. Um, so I basically thought I would separate into offline and online. Um, so obviously today, you know, we have social media, email, um, all these different ways you can market to people. But um, when I started the business, I pretty much went offline um, and thought that the best way to meet people was to go out and meet as many business owners as possible. So I got my first client by um, 
walking into a shop that I'd used like throughout my childhood. I used to play a lot of tennis. Um, so I went into a tennis shop in Morningside. Have you guys been up there? No, so it's like south side of Edinburgh. Um, and I basically just talked to the guy about tennis for 25 minutes. And then at the end of the conversation, I asked him what he was doing on social media. And he said that I could basically manage his account. So for the first two or three months, I just managed his account. Um, and he paid me like a nominal fee. So I think it was like 150 pounds per month for three or four months. And that was the only client I had. And I just had to make sure that I kept doing good work and then trying to find the next person. Um, so that was one of the first ways that I got my first client and like really marketed the business was just going to speak to as many people as possible. Um, also, when I started the business, I tried things like leaflets. Um, so I put like flyers through doors of businesses, um, which is kind of unique or original or not even original, just different for a social media company because you kind of always imagine um, a social media agency to like have big ads and you know really fancy online stuff but I, I had no money basically I was still at university myself and um, so I just knew that if I could get in front of people and speak to them then they would buy from me and um, hopefully so a couple of people did and then that's basically how I started building the foundations of the business from from just really casual meetings and just trying to speak to as many business owners as possible um, another thing that when you're starting a business is always good to consider is obviously the um, your audience is the most important thing to consider when you're marketing. So that was the other thing that was in the back of my mind when I started the business was um, I needed to make sure I was understanding what small business owners wanted um, and the type of service that I sell, obviously social media, it's sometimes quite a big investment for businesses um, and they're unlikely to kind of um, buy something straight away online. So I always want to emphasize like a discussion and a, a conversation. So I knew I had to make those conversations happen myself. Um, so I went and um, that was why I started to meet people. If I can speak to them, then we can kind of go from there and hopefully they become clients that way. Um, so once I had like a few clients, then basically once you have a few more come because people tell people Edinburgh, is actually quite a small city and Scotland itself is a very small country. How, what's the population of France, do you know? Uh, 70 million. 70 million, yeah. So I mean, here we only have 5 million and it seems like once you meet like um, 5 or 6 I think. Scotland, Scotland, yeah. Whole country. So kind of once you meet a couple of people, they always know someone else who knows someone else. And actually, even, I mean, my business has only been going for a year and a half, but I meet a lot of people that always know someone I've worked with or, you know, there's all, it's like a circle basically Scotland, whereas France, I'm sure you could like operate only in Lyon or something and never kind of, I'm sure there's, you know, it's a lot bigger and you're unlikely to kind of then end up working with people from all over and like meet more people through people. So in Scotland, it's like, a bit, bit of a network, it's very tight and it's very close and a lot of people know everyone else. So um, referrals is a big way that I get a lot of business. Um, for the last few months I've been working with a lot of businesses that are owned by mothers um, and like working kind of selling products for children. Um, I'm working with an amazing baby photographer at the moment to do her like Facebook and social media activity and that's amazing, been amazing for me is like 
you know what um, parents are like. Parents always talk to other parents and a lot of parents own businesses. So um, the referrals I've had from just a couple of clients that um, are all parents has been amazing. You know, people talk in the playground um, and I've basically got clients out of that as well, which has been another great offline way for me to get business. Also, Scotland, like I said, is small. Um, there's lots of um, networking events. Um, obviously, you guys use Skyscanner. Heard of Skyscanner, where you can search for flights and stuff like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so you compare flights. Um, so they're based in Edinburgh, and that's really been Edinburgh's like biggest um, business success. It's Scotland's first billion dollar company. Um, so through that, there's been a lot of kind of uptake in Scottish like business ownership and um, entrepreneurialism in Edinburgh and Scotland itself. So there's a lot of networking events, which is basically just gatherings of people where you can go and meet new people and that uh, run their own businesses or work within businesses. So in the early days, I went to like almost as many as I could. I would go to like two or three a week or sometimes um, more all over Scotland and Edinburgh as well. Um, yeah. Sorry, let me interrupt. Did you go to like paid ones or free ones? Like I only ever went to free ones because yeah. I wasn't going to pay for anything. <laughs> yeah, my boss thinks she's part of one where like, you have to pay like... Yeah, so there's some that are called like um, BNI and it's like an organisation that you basically pay a, pay a, a fee. It's sometimes loads, it's like... Yeah can be up to like a thousand pounds. I think it's just like clubs, something. Yeah, so there's loads of different ones. Yeah. So there's ones, I mean, there's, there's hundreds. Like every time I do a speech like this, someone always asks me to like join their one. Because <laughs> uh, it's like a referral thing. So they have these like big groups and they meet every single week and you have a big breakfast and everyone has to talk about their business. I've never been to any of them, but I know they're like really prominent and there's lots of them in Scotland. Um, so that's been, I mean, networking for me has been pretty important. Um, I sometimes find there's pros and cons of networking. Um, sometimes you can meet a lot of people, but just meeting a lot of people doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to meet a lot of potential customers. Um, so you have to be quite picky with what you go to and what ones you actually visit, because sometimes it's just three hours out of your life that results in not very much. So you have to be quite fussy. Um, so. I try and go to the good ones now, basically. Um, and then, yeah, speaking of things like this, I always, like I said, I always meet someone that knows someone. Um, so I try and speak at like as many events like this. So I was doing a speech yesterday um, at a college in Ayrshire, which is in like the west of Scotland. Um, and anything like that that just kind of gets my name and the business's name out there will hopefully turn into something. Um, a lot of the time you just do a lot of these types of things just to make sure you get your name out there and then hope it comes to something or hope it gives you another little lead and then you can chase that and chase lots of different stuff. So that's kind of like the offline stuff that I do. Um, and now the online stuff which is hopefully going to be a bit more interesting. Um, I've got a little bit of information about like Facebook ads. I don't know like do you do digital marketing courses and stuff at university? Uh, not yet. Yeah, you do marketing and stuff. Digital marketing, yeah? Yeah, not yet. So um, I find a lot of universities don't really spend enough time on digital marketing. It's something that's really important um, and it changes every day. So this is literally what my business is doing now. So hopefully it'll be up to date and kind of stuff that is going to be beneficial somehow. 
Um, so the first thing digitally that I do is um, I often, if I have a client that I really want to work with or a business that I really want to work with or I think I can do really good work, um, I'll basically go on LinkedIn, um, find the marketing manager or the owner of the business um, and write them an email. So you can find someone's email very easily uh, and if you're good at writing emails and you can understand how to be personable with someone then it's a good chance to um, firstly learn about their business um, and then meet them face to face which is kind of when I can talk about social media and understand what they need and how we can help basically. Um, so that's the first way digitally that I um, use social like kind of online and the internet to market the businesses email and going directly and speaking directly to customers and um, other businesses on Instagram and email um, and then obviously social media so if you go on Instagram right now and you search for my business which is at 95 social UK um, you can basically find everything um, that I do um, and I basically post there three times a day try and post on Facebook every day as well and like I said, it's a lot about the. Um, yeah. Sorry, can I ask some questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how many times a day would you say you should post? Because I always read, like, you shouldn't post too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think with Instagram, like, they've changed the algorithm on Instagram. Mm. So the way that content is actually, like, kind of organized on the newsfeed, um, it used to be chronological, so you could yeah. kind of time it. Yeah. Um, but now the algorithm is basically. It's dependent on how often you interact with a certain page or business. Okay. Um, so if someone interacts and likes all my photos, they're going to see my photos first. Yeah. Um, which, because it's not chronological, means that stuff gets lost in the algorithm a lot easier. Does that mean it's easier for larger companies for that stuff to keep them all? <sighs> Probably not. I wouldn't say. I, I don't know. It, it depends because the algorithm is basically different from every, for everyone. Mm -hmm. So your feeds. Obviously, you follow different people, but your feed would look totally different for me, yeah. even if I followed everyone that you follow, mm -hmm. because we have different interests. So it would be different. Um, so I guess if you liked ASOS and I preferred Boohoo Man, <laughs> then ASOS's posts, but we both followed set the yeah. both of them, then ASOS's stuff would show up more on yours and Boohoo Man would show up more on mine. Yeah, generally I think that's how they organise it. I mean, they never like publish this is how it works, yeah. but they kind of like lead you to believe that engagement and like in interaction with different accounts is more important, cool. especially on Instagram at the moment. Um, so with Instagram, because the algorithm is so like kind of varied, I think sometimes posting three times a day, there's a good chance that half your followers won't even see two of them. So you can kind of get away with posting more because the algorithm is so up and down in a way. Um, so I, I, I try and post three, uh, I think that would be a good day, <laughs> that's if I'm busy um, and like doing loads of stuff and I have loads of content to share. Um, but I guess it's really, if a, I, I, I like, I'd like to think that a business posts once a day, um, but I don't think it's something that we need to, I think people place a lot of importance on that and it's maybe not necessarily um, as important as people think basically. So um, that's Instagram, I try and post kind of, um, when I started the business I wanted to just get engagement and become known in Edinburgh um, and if you 
when you meet some people from Edinburgh, you'll know that people from Edinburgh really love Edinburgh as a city, and they like the architecture, and they love just taking photos of Edinburgh. Um, so that was the, basically the strategy I took was just that I would just take lots of photos of Edinburgh and uh, try and make it look nice and get lots of engagement and become known within the city as a whole rather than like within the business community sort of thing. Um, so that was the strategy I took, and I kind of kept doing that, and I basically just follow the life of the business on Instagram. There's nothing particularly complex about that strategy at all. I just post nice pictures <laughs> and try and get engagement from as wider, kind of Scotland's wider community and business community, basically. Um, and then it basically it all feeds in together. So Facebook, like, Facebook own Instagram and obviously Facebook. So they, those two platforms tie in very nicely. And actually, the ad products work very well. Um, so this is where it may get a little more technical. Um, so basically, I take my like digital and online presence as these three platforms. So we have Facebook, uh, Instagram, and then obviously the website as well. Now, if you log on to, if you own a business page on Facebook, you get access to a platform called Ads Manager. Now, that is basically a hub where you can pay to promote different things to a specified audience that are on Facebook or Instagram or even Messenger. Um, so using that platform, it gives you a range of different tools. One of the most effective tools is called the Facebook Pixel. So if you write it down or Google it tonight, and you'll learn, out, learn more about it. But essentially what that allows you to do is it connects Facebook, Instagram, and your website in one. Um, so Facebook tracks everyone that clicks on my website and it takes little bits of information about everything they do on my website. And it also, because it's owned by the same platform, um, Facebook, again, like I said, obviously understands the interactions that your Facebook page has had and your Instagram page. So that allows me to basically head into what we call Ads Manager. So this is the Facebook Ads Manager. And you know what actually happens? I don't have Wi-Fi. But um, this is my Ads Manager. So and if I hit that button there, it allows me all these different tools. Um, so the, my aim with the website is basically that is the hub online. If someone goes to my website and has a look around, then there's a good chance they're actually interested in my service. Um, these two are just to, Facebook and Instagram is just to raise awareness with the ultimate aim of sending someone to my website or messaging me. So with this, I can set up what they, we call audiences. Um, now, the audience is basically who I send these two messages to. Um, so I send messages to people that have, firstly, so we have the campaigns that I run basically have two levels. There's this one, which is called low-hanging engagement. Now, the purpose of this is just to get people to click. So all I want to do is send people um, bits of content and maybe articles, um, social media advice. And I pay one pound a day, basically, to make sure I can get as many people as possible, um, as many business owners as possible, to click on um, these bits of content. So this is an example of some of that type of content. So. Um, for example, this one is a, a short blog article, but I've just included it all on Facebook. Um, and it's about the differences between video and still image and how they work on social media. Um, this one links to my website and will result in a website click, um, which is 
again, another social media bit of advice for small businesses. Um, and this is a wee bit about my story. Personal stories and everything like that always resonate with people. People ultimately buy from people that they trust and they know. That's why referrals are so powerful. That's why me talking to a business owner and speaking at a, an event in front of business owners is so powerful, is that they will see me and they'll hear what I have to say. And if they buy into that, then there's a lot more chance that they'll actually buy my product. So the aim of all of these adverts, that if you go on Facebook and you click info and ads, um, you'll be able to see all of the adverts I'm running, basically. The aim of these is all to just boost engagement, which then um, ties in with this second layer, which is called day-to-day. And again, I pay one, pay one pound per day to, um, basically it takes all the information that we've gathered from these first groups of adverts. So every single click from here, every single click on my Instagram and my website, then feeds into this second section, day-to-day, -day, which is ultimately a lot more sales focused. So that's what we can say here. So this is trying to get people to, um, visit my website and actually get in contact with me. So the only way you will ever see these adverts is if you're a certain age. So I've looked at the business community in Scotland and understood the age of um, people that own businesses and the age of people that are willing to pay and buy my services. Um, and then, so if you're within a certain age and are also um, have interacted with my website, or my Instagram page or my Facebook page at all, then you will be showing these adverts. The ultimate aim is to build the relationship. So if they've already read a blog article or read a post of mine or seen a video of me, then they're far more likely to recognize the brand, feel a bit more of a connection with the brand, and then ultimately click for a quote. So I take a, like a really long-term strategy. I only set these adverts up at the start of the year. Um, so they've not even been running for more than 20 days even. Um, and I wouldn't expect to see any results with these for a couple of months because um, I want people to become familiar with my brand. And gradually as more people click on my pages and see those first like introductory posts that are just giving free information, then these adverts that are sales focused should start to convert and should start actually driving sales. Um, so that is quite a technical kind of tour around what I do day in day out and how I market the business. When you um, market, when you marketing is all about kind of experimenting. Like I'm 23. I I've not worked in marketing for my entire life. I've um, been at uni most of the time, and I've always loved business. Um, like yourselves, I'm sure. Um, I know um, one of my second cousins is actually from France, and he um, did a business degree and like has had an amazing career. Um, so I know like French business schools are amazing. You guys have great career prospects. So just keep working hard and um, being passionate and reading. Um, I think with a business degree, it's easy to do that as just like something to do rather than like loving it. I've always loved business. Um, do you have like a Shark Tank or Dragon's Den in France? TV show? No, Apprentice? French Apprentice? Like the TV show. Yeah, the TV show. Yeah. Do you have something similar? No. No. Do you have like business TV shows and stuff like that? You miss 
mixing up with some hilarious Yeah, I know you are, yeah. <laughs> Dragon's Den's hilarious. But I've always like loved all those kind of things. Um, I was always really inspired by entrepreneurs and I always wanted to run my own business, but you can't like learn everything, so I basically learn something new every day. Um, and that's where I'm up to. Um, with marketing the business, that's a culmination of like a year of messing up every day and trying to fix it the next day. So um, it might never work, but I will keep uh, trying. And that's what my message to you guys would be, is just believe in yourself. You'll be fine. Keep working hard and be fine. And try and get as much like practical experience as well. Do you guys have to do an internship or something as well? Or like any like work experience? Uh, not for the moment. Not for the moment, but you do? Yeah. Third year. Six months placement. Yeah. 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 But you can try get something, sure. I mean, I think that's the most important thing. And if you want to start your own business, I would do it now, and like mess it up now. And when you don't have kids, you don't have <coughs> lots of debt or a mortgage or anything to pay. Um, just start and try it and uh, gradually you'll find the right way. But yeah, try and get as much practical experience as possible because business school can teach you, you know, all the fun like Boston Consulting Group metrics and all that, but you can't actually learn to do it without doing it. So.